0: Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Welcome to I'm Talkin' Waffles. I'm your host, Ileana. So today we have a very special guest who will be in the show, so this episode is also a little bit longer than a regular episode, as was the previous one when I had the guest. This is, of course, for Pride Month. So my little intro here is going to be very quick, just so we can get right into the interview because I don't want any episodes that are over an hour long. So quick little update is that it's finally warm here, 29, 30 degrees Celsius, which is fabulous. It's actually way too hot for me, but it's summer and it's allowed to be warm. Wildfires are gone, all that jazz. And I am at five books right now, which is very much behind, but I have been very busy with like after work stuff. So we've had a lot of like after work events for like awards and in-person meetings and all of that. So my reading time has been kind of squished. It's very condensed this month so far, but hopefully I can get it back on track. If not, I mean, I'm, I'm still continuously reading as much as I can. And that's pretty much the whole idea behind the challenge that I'm doing. So for Pride Month, our final guest of the month is the one and only Vasvi, aka my best friend which is great because she like lives like 20 minutes away from me and always takes the transit to come see me which is fabulous because she lives in the middle of nowhere but that's okay so Vasvi is going to be sharing her story about what it was like growing up as a gay person in India where with a part of India she's in it's very frowned upon to be gay and there are some like laws and other kind of things related to that so she wasn't really able to express herself or be open or date who she wanted to date and so Vaspi made the great leap uh, to move to Canada pursue her career goals but also as she has said multiple times to be as gay as possible so I'm very excited that you'll be able to hear Vaspi's story what it's like growing up in India, what the differences are for Canada, and she paints a beautiful picture. Just a note, her her microphone does cut out a couple of times, so it's not you listening. That It's not like your earphones that are cutting out. It's just her Wi-Fi isn't the best, but it's okay because I edit it to the best of my ability, so you still understand what she's saying, but there will be a little bit of like... Bleep bleep sometimes in there that's just her audio and it's not you but it's not like the worst than other. you can hear her which is all that matters so without further ado let's just jump right into this week's episode so put your hands together for Vaspi. Vaspi, welcome to the show
1: thank you for having me hello to all the people of the internet
0: yes all the people of the internet Vaspi is from the internet but she's also a real person which is pretty cool and she is a lifelong fan Of unpacking waffles probably like the first listener who is not like ever ever since I was a
1: little kid (laughs) ever since I was a little kid I've been a big fan of this show
0: it reminds me of when I was checking the analytics for the show for the first time and I was like I have a listener in India and for some reason it didn't click that it was you
1: (laughs) a secret admirer
0: yeah you're my secret admirer yeah so that's our little intro here and so this is as everybody knows, this is Pride Month, unless you're listening in the future, like the future folks, then you know that this is not Pride Month, but like, whatever, it's Pride Month when we're recording this. And so that's why we have our special guest today, Vaspi, who will be talking about her journey and her experience as an LGBTQ member who lived in India. So Vaspi, I have a couple of questions today that I'm going to ask you, and I'm very excited for you to share with everybody to your comfort levels um the first question that i would like to ask you is can you share your personal journey of discovering your sexual orientation and how that influenced your decision to move to canada
1: right yeah um <clears throat> i'm trying to like decide like the the right amount <laughs> of like space i should take um answering this but um yeah like i figured out um I think quite late, like nowadays I look at people and like, like someone's like 14 and they already have a pretty good idea of their identity. But I think I didn't really have like a solid clue about my identity until I was like 16. Um, I probably had some hunches when I was like 13, but I ignored them all because I didn't really want to date. I went to a cram school. So everyone was like really focused on um, getting good grades. But basically I, I was never really interested in boys. Like I would um, I remember as a kid I would watch like these Bollywood movies and um, my main takeaway after seeing the full movie is like I would finish the movie and walk up to mom like mom I want a wife just like that just like that guy in the movie <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I was like I'm surprised no one realized I was gay sooner even in kindergarten so in kindergarten there was this girl that I really liked and I would come home and I would tell my mom mom I'm gonna marry this girl and my mom's like "Sure, honey." You're gonna marry that girl no one took me seriously N- neither did I I completely forgot about these things but um in uh, eighth grade um there was there was someone like who I think had a crush on me but I didn't have a crush on them at the time and but I remember feeling some type of way so there was this girl in high school and um I think like she would she would try to make moves on me and I remember guys would hit on me um, and I would not really feel anything like I would just like brush them off completely There was a guy who would like buy me chocolates and I would um, I would just be like uh, thanks thanks for the chocolates and then, then people would be like do you like this guy and I would say yeah of course he does my homework he buys me chocolate of course I like him but it, I never really actually like liked them romantically mm-hmm. um, but then when this girl would like with me or whatever like I would feel things and I was like huh that's interesting but I didn't want to confront that because no one no one in my school was gay like you know like it wasn't even a thing Um, even the words were considered like slurs so like you know like if I said like if I went up there and I said the word lesbian people would be like whoa 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 you don't say that in school like that's not okay is is kind of like that so there was no representation I was like okay like if I acknowledge that I have feelings for this girl like it would be a lot to come to terms with so I didn't I kind of like ignored it until I was 16 but at 16 I could no longer ignore it and I was like okay I'm gay but I was like I'm not gonna tell anyone Uh, so I didn't tell anyone for a couple more years but I finally came out to a few friends at like 17 but yeah, that's that's kind of like my experience, right? It took me a very long time and I kind of just kept it in the back burner. Like I knew I wasn't into men, um, but I was like, I'm just not gonna marry anyone. That's kind of like what I was thinking in high school.
0: Mm-hmm. That's, it's super interesting because it's like, like you said, it's like different for everybody to like realize. Um, but then once you realize, you kind of like f- try to forget, but then like at one mm-hmm. point you're just like, oh, nope, whoops, uh-oh, I thought I I realized too hard. <laughs>
1: Yeah like I was like I, I almost like wanted to run away from it cuz like coming to terms with that was also like coming to the terms with like the fact that I wasn't going to have like a similar dating life to everyone in high school uh let alone like even be able to tell people like who I am and all that like it, it there, there was just like no one around me that was like that you know so i was like i didn't want to be singled out by coming to this realization
0: Mm -hmm. so how did that like influence your decision to come to canada
1: so um i remember around the time where i was really suppressing it so uh there was this like big gap between like 13 and 16 right right didn't didn't fully accept it myself but i would watch a bunch of youtubers and i remember there was this like lesbian couple on youtube and they were in england um and They would just vlog about like the randomness of things like games, like going out, but all these things. And I would like watch that um, and tell myself, oh, I just like, you know, seeing these guys and like living, seeing how they live their lives. But I'm not gay or anything. Like, you know, I just enjoy watching. (laughs) I just enjoy watching two women living together. And like, I wouldn't mind spending the rest of my life with a woman, but I'm not gay. But YouTube and like internet was kind of like my window to in like to the countries where it was accepted um so like like yeah since a very um young age I did know that this was possible just not around me so like that was my surroundings where even the words were like kind of forbidden and then um I did have like access to the internet so I could see that okay like abroad it's accepted so I didn't really have a specific country in mind um I was like I'll take any non-homophobic country like you know I was like I was desperate I'll like I'll take anything that isn't (laughs) That isn't like gonna be super, super bad.
0: The part of India that you did live in, what was it like for gay people, including yourself, to like be there? Like what were the kind of like laws regarding being gay in India?
1: Mm-hmm. so it's been it's been different um throughout the course of my life, obviously. But for the longest time um, so I I'm, I'm from like I lived in South India for ten, the last 10 years before moving to Canada so the, and that like in South India is when I where I realized because when I was in North like I was too young to realize that I'm gay but in South India there South India tends to be very traditional so just uh, like not getting into the laws. People tend to like value um, like really traditional things, like covering a lot of skin. Um, you know, really conforming with like how everyone is. And if like I would get looks for just wearing jeans, which covers a lot of skin, but it wasn't like traditional clothing that women wear. You know, so it's very traditional. So in that way, it was very. Um, it it was it felt very suffocating because North India is not as traditional. And in terms of the laws, um, for the longest time where um where I was or actually all across the country it's so like gay marriage is not acknowledged so you cannot like on paper you cannot go marry someone of the same gender um but uh and then it was also it wasn't criminal to be gay but it was criminal to have had gay sex so if somehow police could prove that you've had gay sex that was illegal but it's rarely enforced because like again how is the police gonna know if you've done it or not right so Mm -hmm. they cannot arrest you just for being gay if that makes sense
0: yeah yeah that makes sense um so kind of comparing India and Canada because you've lived in both places how has your experience living in Canada differed from your time in India regarding LGBTQ plus acceptance and support Mm -hmm. It's it's
1: like a different world like I mean um it's it's almost like comparing apples to oranges like um acceptance in India was very uh, very limited like I was never fully out in India just like mostly for a safe like for safety Uh, reasons because I would only come out to people that I knew were gonna be accepting and even then like I had some bad experiences right you cannot like fully know how everyone's gonna react whereas here like I can actually be open where um, I guess my definition of like being open is just like I I, it's not like a conscious decision uh, whether I'm like like in my head I'm not choosing like to come out or not come out like you know it's just like I'm not even thinking about oh, like, should I mention that I like women? Like, if, if it comes up naturally in a conversation, I'm just going to be like, okay, like, yes, like my girlfriend or my ex-girlfriend or whatever. Like, it doesn't, I don't really need to like uh, worry about, oh, should I reveal this piece of information to them or not? Whereas in India, I all, like, I, I always have to think about that. And that's been really liberating. Like, <clears throat> I didn't realize like how much space that whole dialogue was taking uh, in my head because um, when I went back to India recently um, I was with my friend and like five of her mutual friends so she basically like took me to her friend group and they were trying to talk to me about dating or something and um, I, I, I remember like she told me later she's like you were turning red when you were answering them because in my head I was trying to decide do I come out to them do I not come out to them like it's five new people what if one of them reacts badly and they all have like family and what if Someone's from their family knows someone from my family. And it was just like so many things that I had to think about. Um And I didn't realize, like, not having to do that is, uh, is great. I-, I love that.
0: Great. And kind of going a little bit deeper into that, are there any, like, other specific instances or milestones that have made you feel more accepted and valued as a gay person, like, after moving to Canada?
1: Mm-hmm. I think, like, there's been, like, a lot of, lot of firsts, like, first dates, uh, first time, like, actually like I um yeah like I had like someone I was seeing long distance and I actually got to see them in person which I never imagined I would get to do while I was in India because I was like okay like I don't want to put you at risk like inviting you to a country that's kind of homophobic so that was really nice um yeah like it's been it's been definitely like a very interesting experience first time going to drag shows um over the past year I've really made an effort to like be more engaged with the community as well which uh, like I have friends that are like also gay and it's really nice to like be able to talk about it like I still had a few people who were accepting in India but I didn't really have people who were out and had the same challenges as me so like having a good friend group of queer friends like going to um like events yeah like there's been a lot of a lot of like countless milestones like um yeah I can't even I can't even like summarize them but there's been like a lot of different things for sure
0: mm-hmm. and I mean it's ongoing like you've been here for what a year and a half two years
1: yeah a year and a half
0: yeah the best year and a half of my life
1: <laughs> no I agree
0: <laughs> yeah so we always talk about kind of like how great and accepting Canada is, but were there any like cultural or social aspects of India that you miss or appreciate despite the challenges that you did have there?
1: Oh, 100%. Like, so this one was a shocker. So I spent, uh, say like my entire life uh, from the age of 13 till now or half of my life, like thinking, okay, I'm going to move out and then everything's going to be fine. (laughs) Um, I could not be like, further from the truth like yes like I just talked about I just spent like I don't know like a lot of time talking about the positives of moving here but a lot of it came with like a lot of sacrifice too. like um the biggest one being I'm not around my family and like I mean I was surrounded by like my immediate family like my family like family friends extended family neighbors like India's very uh, collectivist and like the sense of community is very strong there. And that's certainly something I really miss. Um like that's why I've been spending a lot of time like building that community again. But I didn't realize that you know the, the things that I had in India and like I almost took them for granted because I just didn't know how else could be. And then I come here and I'm like wow I'm I don't really have a lot of like I don't really have like a big community here. Like the neighbors don't really talk to you. It's really hard to make friends here. Which was a shocker. Like I was actually like fully prepared uh to like embrace the nice Canadians, which Canadians are very nice. Uh, but I didn't realize that there's a difference in being nice and being warm. <clears throat> and India is very warm, like where I could meet someone today and if they like enjoy your company, they'll invite you to your home, like they'll like have tea with you. Like they are not like very shy about like having people in their space or having people in their bubble. Um whereas I feel like here people take a long time to open up. And that was the something I definitely had to like adjust myself to. Like I don't, I don't dislike that, but I just didn't expect that. So I was like, okay, like it's take me probably a little longer to make some friends and like build that community. Um and I had to like learn to not be surrounded by people all the time. But <clears throat> it came with a lot of sacrifice. Like um there's definitely days where um i really like really really miss home like i get homesick like if i don't go home for about a year cuz i went back home after a year and um yeah i was really homesick towards the end of that like um, there there's a lot a lot of things that i miss in india and i think i was also conditioned into liking those things cuz i grew up that way um but yeah like there it's it's a lot of things like it's just community I, if i could summarize it would be like community um, the warmth like both literal and uh figurative warmth like the mm-hmm. temperature too. <laughs> yeah it's cold here. So I cannot handle it. It's okay. I just don't know how to dress for winter. I was I was told that by <clears throat> several people. But um mm-hmm. uh, I'm getting better. Um but yeah, it's it's mostly those things and my family and friends. Like I had to give up like friends that I've known for like 10 plus years to come here. And now I get to see them once a year.
0: Mm-hmm. I think you said something to me. Um, or, I don't know how long, I feel like it was a long time ago that when you're in India, you couldn't really appreciate it properly because it felt like too mm. suffocating because you couldn't be free and like true to who you are but when you left you were finally able to kind of look at a new light so when you went back to India what were some of those things that you kind of like you mentioned like community and friends but was there anything else that you kind of saw in a new light after you visited after being like in Canada
1: oh yeah like <clears throat> so when I went back home I remember almost thinking like I'm a new person because I was looking at the same things that I grew up with my whole life from a very different perspective I think like staying here for a year definitely put a lot of things into perspective and also like I was an edgy teenager who did not like India because it's homophobic so um I did not really take the time to appreciate the things that are really nice about it so when now when I went back, hopefully as a slightly more mature yet edgy teenager on the inside, I was able to appreciate a few more things. <laughs> so one of them was like food. Um, like I I did not, not realize how amazing food is in India and how much I would miss our cheap yet like delicious street food. Um, like I I already touched on the warmth, the friends, like those things. Um what else um like actually, there it's was actually like a, spicy the food that's actually spicy I cannot like I cannot tell you about it how many times I've gone to a place here and I'm like give me your spiciest thing and they give me something that doesn't taste like anything <laughs> oh my god but in India it's the opposite like I'd be like please give me something that's less spicy and I'm still crying by the end so you know I, I mean it's upsides and downsides to both it's true um let's see what else um I think it's uh, people are more personable i mean uh generally like here i feel like if i walk up to a random person and i like um ask them for a favor they would like almost think like yo what what is wrong with you (laughs) whereas i feel like in india it's like very common like um like everyone in my street there's a lot of stray dogs there like which i don't think is a good thing those animals like did they, they, they don't really have um like homes and sometimes it can be really hard to see that uh, but i certainly love 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 being around animals so um and i didn't really get that many chances to do that here so i, I really appreciated that about india and i realized that people uh, are really kind to animals so um everyone in my street like there were a, uh, there were a few people who were homeless uh, on my street and they really take really good care of animals there. So they wouldn't have money to like support themselves. Yet if every time like we would give them money or food, they would always also feed the animals, like the, the animals that also lived on the street. Um, it was little things like that where um, I was able to like notice a lot of, um uh, I, I don't know, I, I'm trying to like think of, A nice way to put it, and I don't, but it's just like uh, humanity. Like, there were, there was just like a lot of humanity. Like, yes, there was a lot of poverty and a lot of bad things going on, but I would always see things that I was like, okay, I still believe humans are good and I love humans. And that's, yeah, like going back there, like really reminded me of that.
0: Mm -hmm. That's the way you explain it is very wholesome. It makes me want to just like be like, I've seen a lot of like movies where they have like that close tight-knit like community and I always mm-hmm. thought that was something from the movies like it wasn't a real a real thing but hearing you kind of explain it with like when like where, when you lived in India and your community I was I'm like oh my goodness like like I don't even and, know my neighbor's names I know the dogs <laughs> on the street but I don't know the neighbors
1: I tried talking to my neighbor and now I just think I'm weird
0: <laughs> oh no
1: I thought it's normal
0: I've like seen in movies like people they bring like like baskets of food to their neighbor they're like welcome to the community but i've never seen that happen in real life
1: but i mean i do i do feel like i'm a little lucky like i mean i yes like there's a lot of um uh, communities missing here but i've been very lucky in in like a sense where i have um like an indian family here still so uh our shared boss he's the one <laughs> who got me here that's a separate story but i live with his mom as you know um and I kind of got to like, you know, I got got adopted into his family when I got here. And that's been really, really nice. I don't know, Dan, if I didn't have that.
0: So the next question that we have uh, is kind of towards people who are listening, who are kind of in like the LGBTQ plus community, and they're kind of maybe they're considering move into a more accepting country or community so what kind of advice would you give them
1: um my biggest advice would be um accept yourself first and I know that sounds very cliche but um if I look back in my past I think things really um got not they weren't the best like you know external conditions were still like not great but things got a little bit easier and um nicer when I told myself that I accept you because I realized that I didn't really come out to anyone until I was like 17 or 18 until uh, yeah like because I hadn't accepted myself because I was like I don't accept that you're gay because that would mean a lot of repercussions on our life and I don't want to live with that like this was like the internal dialogue that I was having Uh, so it didn't matter if other people accepted me or not because I didn't accept myself Um, and it was truly like at like around 16, 17, I was like, okay, I accept that I'm gay. And then it just made it easier to come out to people. Um, It wasn't, it wasn't like a breeze. I was still scared because these were people that I'd known for like, you know, seven, eight years, like my friends since middle school. Um, And if they were like, I don't want to be your friend anymore because you're gay, like that would mean like a lot of bad things. But it certainly gave me the confidence that I needed to like to come out to them uh, because I accepted myself because I think when I had a lot of internal conflict about my own sexuality um, it kind of didn't matter what other people thought because I didn't accept myself so even if other people were like I accept you because I came out to a few people on the internet low stakes right I don't know them even if they have a bad bad reaction I could just log off but it didn't it didn't really matter um, if, if like it, I mean, it was certainly nice to have some support, but ultimately like accepting myself was the best thing I could do. And also like to not give up on trying to move, Um, like not, not to make this like super depressing, but I basically like was trying to move since like, I don't know, like say 13 is when I was thinking about it, but I wasn't an adult, right? So like at 17, 18, when I finished my school, that's when I was like actually like applying to colleges, uh, seeing like if there's other jobs outside, like I'd been looking um. For almost five years, because I moved at 22. So like 17 to 22, like five years. But it took me a while, but I'm here. I still have a lot of time. And um, the last piece of advice would be not to get get caught up in like this comparison. Like, oh, people my age are... Um, Like already in relationships, people my age are hooking up with X number of people a month, like not getting into that. Because I think when especially when you're um, like when you're in a place where you can't be yourself or you're coming to terms with your sexuality, like it's you're doing things at your own pace. Um, so sometimes I would look at other people, my age, like when I came here, like there were people I'm like already in like relationships with people they met in high school or people who had so much experience in dating, which I mean, I, I still don't think I have that much experience in dating, but I think timelines don't matter because it's all relative. Like it took me five years to get here. Right. So I try to be very kind to myself when it comes to where I am in my journey, you know, cause it's obviously going to be different for everyone. So it's not fair Oh, and I see a lot of people my age, like, comparing themselves, Um, like, when it comes to, like, sex, dating, and all these things. But, like, I would just remind them that going at your own pace is perfectly fine. In fact, I enjoy being late at everything because then I don't, I find I'm not putting pressure on myself. So when I, like, go on that first date, which, Ileana, you were there for my first date ever in Canada. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, that was, um. i try to block that out of my head. <laughs> you just, yeah. like, it's just the weirdest people, like gravitate towards you i i like to think otherwise <laughs> i've had some
1: nice people <laughs> some, good ones, some good ones for sure but... some good ones in there but anyway like uh, i think and i was like what i was 22 at the time but th- that's what i mean like it's it wasn't even like an uh it wasn't even like you know the best first date ever or whatever it was an interesting experience but like um it i I don't care if I'm late to the party, because, you know, in my head, like, there is no timer. And I think that just makes it makes life more fun to live.
0: Exactly. I, I think that's, they're very wise words, you and your old age.
1: My old age is showing.
0: <laughs> oh my God. So looking ahead to the future, what do you hope to see in terms of LGBTQ plus rights and acceptance in both India and Canada?
1: Right. That's a very interesting question. So um I'm I'm gonna go on a tangent before I answer it. I hope yes. that's okay.
0: We love tangents um, here.
1: All right, awesome. So um I remember when I first got here um there was this temptation to almost envy uh the people um who grew up here like or at least like had accepting backgrounds um and I remember for a month or so like I was like oh wow like I just got here I'm like I I'm I don't even know what I'm doing in this country I'm missing my family I'm so lost like and don't get me wrong like I had a lot of support but I was just like so disoriented and I would look at people I'm like wow wouldn't it be so nice like if I had just been born here or if I just was in Canada for a longer time and I could just like be accepted right away and um I I I think like I didn't really fall into that trap of envying people here because I realize like when you envy one country over the other right because like we we talked about this earlier but obviously comparing Canada to India you can see um, when it comes to laws and acceptance Canada's like way ahead of India and it's very easy to look at that and like resent people here or resent people who had like the the chances uh, or the acceptance that I, did. but I luckily, luckily, like really on I I caught that and I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm not gonna do that because hating, um, hating or being envious, it's more like. It's unnecessary, like, you know, nothing's going to come out of come out of being that. Um, but yeah, like, I, I think initially when I came here, I was very, very careful to not, like, be envious of, of the acceptance here, because I did come here to experience that, right? It would be very hypocritical. I'm like, I want this acceptance, and also I dislike the fact that everyone else had it before me. So um yeah like it's it's definitely uh it was an interesting experience because i just tried telling myself that you know it's we all um we all share the planet earth and we're all like much more closer than we think so uh any progress made in ottawa will eventually bleed over to other countries um and like the example that i like would bring up would be a uh, little old me who was like 13 or 14 watching lesbians on youtube uh lived like a cute uh life um from india and i think that's that's kind of what i mean by any progress made anywhere in the world is progress for the entire world so if Canada is, it gets like even more accepting in the future, I'm sure that would like bleed over to other parts of the world. And that's kind of what I try thinking usually. And uh, just going back to India after a year here, um, I did notice there's like a lot of, a lot more acceptance. Like um, I would say the level of acceptance in India is growing much faster than I was expecting. Um because when I left like it almost and maybe it was my own bias at the time as well because I was an edgy teenager I was a teenager when I left but still, I was thinking like one um, when I left I remember just not seeing that many events like for uh, like for queer people or even bars accepting them I remember like two months before I had my flight like there were headlines about like how a lesbian couple got kicked out of a restaurant because the the restaurant owners found out that they were on a date and they were not friends um so there was like things like that coming up whereas now when I went there's like events hosted by the community like there's a queer community there um and even my mom I'm, I'm out to my mom so like I was talking to her and even she knows about like a lot of different things um and she was telling me like you know I've been seeing on the news and there's been more more uh protests to uh at least decriminalize that one bill that says like gay sex is illegal or something like that um and i did not like see that many of those like maybe once every few years we'd get like a pride parade but now there's like a pride parade ev- uh, i think there's a pride parade for sure that happens in mumbai so it's definitely going forward much faster than i'm except expect than i was expecting and then five years from now i guess I would want there to like not be any laws that are like it's criminal because I mean what what people do in the bedroom is none of like is no one's business other than the people involved um it's kind of stupid that the government wants to like have a law about that and um what else in I guess in Canada I think I, th- I mean uh Everything in Canada is already, like, you know, exciting and new, and I don't think I fully grasp all the different uh, things here, but I do know that it's, at least it feels like there's a lot of transphobia lately, because I I remember I would just be walking around, and it's um, people within the community that um, are, like, having posters that are, like, very, very not okay, so... I, I hope like that kind of goes away cuz again like I don't really I don't really see why Canada would need to regress but I hope it doesn't regress and you know and like seeing US is a little scary so like I hope Canada doesn't like follow the same path where all the acceptance, you know, just goes down the drain.
0: Mm-hmm. So this is the kind of part of the show now where I leave it up to you. If you have like anything that you wanted to kind of highlight, or had any like final words before we end today, what do you? What are your? What is your brain thinking? Um,
1: I guess I already touched on like I. I'm I'm so happy you asked the question about um advice for people who um. Might not be in accepting places because I often like think about if I could go back to my older self and the younger self and like tell them like you know uh, <laughs> certain things like what would I tell them? So it was really nice like you know talk about that. um I'm trying to think. I would say like um, hmm, I think this is more like to do with the travel part, but I I think traveling between countries like coming here, living here for a year, going back to India, coming back here, all that travel has really taught me like there's uh really good things to be learned from both countries like there's a lot of good things like things that Canada's doing right things that are really good about this country like at least that I find really good personally and when I go back home like there's a lot of good things about India so I think uh, being open to new perspectives um, really opening your eyes and like seeing okay what is it that I enjoy about this place what is it that I enjoy about that place because that's kind of how I realized how important that sense of community is to me um so like when I came back from India th- this was like earlier this year I've since since that like since then so like the past four three four months I've really been like making a conscious effort to uh, build that community make make some friends reach out to friends that I haven't spoken to um you know really like people out of their houses um be closer to my friends and all the and I think that's something that I learned uh, from um India like or just going back home and seeing how my parents are so both my parents are like super super social so I was like oh that's very interesting that Dad would just hit up a friend from like five that he hasn't spoken to in five months just to check up on him. Like I should do that with my friends. So picking up habits like that cuz I feel like ultimately um you know you're never going to know what the right way of any doing anything is and you're always going to be learning but personally for me I'm the happiest when I'm surrounded by the people I love so making that effort to having a good community a community of people that you can be out to that you can trust um, so that every time you you are challenged by something you have people you could like run that run, th- run run something by so for example that date like it was really nice that you were there Eliana so I could run it by you and I'm like is was that date weird Eliana and you were like yeah it was weird so it's really nice to have a sounding board <laughs> it was weird we keep going back to this dramatic first date
0: <laughs> it really was maybe we should kind of give like the listeners kind of like the short version oh, oh, of yeah. the, the state because I'm sure they're gonna wonder
1: yes all right so um last summer here I am at an Asian market and I realized everything has meat and I'm a vegetarian so I can't eat anything so I as as one does I'm waiting in a line um I opened Tinder and like someone's like, Do you want to meet right now? And I was like, sure. And this was my very first date. I've not been on a date before this day. So I meet up with this girl. We go to uh we go to a pub and then we go to a karaoke place, but one thing leads to another, and like her her turn to sing doesn't really come up till like 2 a.m. And then I'm just stuck uh, at the karaoke place till 2 a.m. And she's like, Oh, it's so late, would you want to sleep over? So I I slept over, but I was like really just like not enjoying her company. But I was like, why not sleep over to save money on the cab home? And then the next morning, I was gonna meet meet our meet our lovely, lovely host Ileana, for uh, a a shopping day. And this girl was like, oh, I want to tag along. And I was like, well, it's like our thing, but I'm I'm a people pleaser, so I said yes.
0: And <laughs> I said like, yes too because I'm a people pleaser.
1: Two people pleasers against my day. Two is not enough. Anyway, she meets up, like, you know, me, Ileana, and this girl, like, you know, this is a continuation from last night's date. And basically, this girl just would not stop making out with me in front of Ileana. And I was like, Oh, my God, I really don't want to make out with you. And um, this was like in the middle of the mall. And at one point, I pull away from her making out with me. And then she gets really mad at me. She's like, did you just pull away from my like, guests? How dare you? And I was like, oh, no, never mind. Continue.
0: And it was anyway. in, like, the middle. Like, one of the places we went to was, like, Hot Topic. And we are just, like, looking around. And then, like, I turn around to, like, say something. And then she's like, ah, blah, blah, blah. like. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: <laughs> okay. Let's. <laughs> <That's, that's>... Let's. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's my first date. But back to the community point. That's why it's nice to have a community that can tell you, hey, that is not OK. Do you need a shoulder to cry on after that date? And I was like, yes, please. And, you know, yeah, that's that's my closing.
0: Uh, iconic. I love it. Thank you so much, Vasfi, for being on the show today. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope that the lovely listeners uh learned something from you. Uh, maybe they are going to take your advice to heart. Maybe they're just interested in hearing your story. Vasfi has a bunch of other wacky stories, so she's definitely going to make an appearance again because moving from India to Canada is obviously a very big jump. So at some point this year or next, Vasfi going to share that story about what it's like to- really just moved to a completely different place that's super different so yeah thanks so much Vaspi
1: thank you for having me of
0: course so with that it is now time for everybody's favorite part of the show that's right it's the fun fact of the day so today's fun fact is dun da cows are sacred in India and this is because in the Hindu religion they believe that each cow contained 330 million gods and goddesses. So in ancient Hindu, the cow appears as Kemdihu, which fulfills all desires. Its horns represent the ancient Hindu scriptures or the Vedas and it's utter the four objectives of life, material wealth, salvation, and desire. So this is very interesting to me because when I was talking to the vast for the first time, like obviously this is before she moved to Canada. She would tell me all the time. She was like, oh yeah, like there was like cows walking around. Like you'd have to go around the cows or wait for the cows. Cows just do whatever they want. There was one time she walked into a cow and it like bruised her arm and like ripped her shirt, but it's like fine because it's like a cow. So yeah, there's just cows kind of chilling around and they're very sacred. And I think that's, it's pretty cool actually. I think that's awesome. Like I love cows. They're so cute. (laughs) So I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Again, happy pride month. We'll be Back to our regular scheduled program starting in July. You know, same thing every two weeks on a Monday, new episode comes out. If you enjoyed the guest on the show so far, let me know. It's always great having some guests come on and talk about stuff and like share their stories. So if you're interested in being a guest or you have some ideas for future episodes, let me know. Follow me on social media, follow, like, subscribe, comment on all the thinnies, and you know, just just do the thin. Social media is powerful. So with that I'm going to bid you a great rest of your morning, a great rest of your evening, a great rest of your night, a great rest of your apocalypse, and a great rest of your pride month. I hope that you had a great pride month and I hope next year's is even better. Bye!